we're in this Olympic series, um, which is really cool, actually, because um, the beautiful part of the sermon today or the message today, and, and obviously I didn't plan it, um, we're going to talk about community, um, just the importance of community and what happens, what happens when things tear us down. Um, we've been talking about that a little bit, but tonight I just want to touch on this really beautiful story. So let me read it. It's about a paragraph long. Let me read it because I don't want to mess it up. It's from a report from a few years ago. <clears throat> Six young men were slated to comp compete against one another in Seattle, Washington. This event was the 100-yard dash. The men lined up waiting for the starting gun and took off in a sprint. About halfway down the track, the man in front stumbled and fell, skinning his hands and knees. The other five men stopped and helped him. After they brushed him off and made sure he was unhurt, they decided to finish the race together, holding hands. None of the judges could tell who won the blue ribbon, and none of them could even see through their tears. No one in the stands that day would ever forget this demonstration of compassion. As the race ended, the crowd stood and cheered for 10 minutes. Can you imagine 10 minutes of cheering? These young men were competing in the Special Olympics. And they showed that they cared more for a fallen friend than for winning the race. We've been talking about winning this race. It says in Timothy, at the end of our lives or the end of the day, can I say I have kept the faith, I've finished the race, and I've kept the faith. But there's a key component that I've left out or a key component that we forget about or maybe a key component that we just need to nail in. It's community. You've probably heard the saying, faster alone, further together. It's actually an African proverb. Faster alone, further together. I can get there faster, wherever there is. Maybe there is popularity. Maybe there is fame. Maybe there is the college you want to go to. Maybe there is I'm finally accomplishing the task. Maybe there is, oh my gosh, I care about myself only. Maybe there is your own image. You know what your there is. You probably have something that is your there. I want to get there faster. Well, faster isn't bad. But I would ask, is it worth it if you're alone? Is it worth it to get there to be the best on your football team? Or, or to have the greatest dance? Is it best? Is it Do you want to be there alone? Faster alone, yes, you can get there. But if you're alone, is it worth it? When we're together, maybe it's slower. Maybe it's harder. Maybe because I got to put up with the junk of everybody else around me. And no longer do I just pass by the other runners, but instead I pick them. I stop whatever I'm doing. I stop my own personal goals, whatever, and I pick them up and say, we're going together. And what we find out is we go so much further together. It's not worth it to get to the finish line by yourself. It's not worth it to complete the task at hand by yourself. It's not worth it if all of a sudden you've stabbed or, or broken relationships or stabbed your friends in the back or lost all their trust. Or maybe, maybe you had to disobey your parents in some way, sneaking out at night, but it's not worth it because you go alone. We all, if we're honest with ourselves, we all want to be in this community as these six men. When we fall, are there five people who are going to stand right next to me, 
pull me up and say, we're doing this together. If we're going to finish, we're going to finish together. I'm not going to just blitz by you and say, have fun, bye, good luck, failing. We all want to be in that community. We all want to be like the guy who fell because I tried by myself. I tried and still I failed. But we want people to pick us up. And the reality is, in order to have friendships like that, you have to be the person that's going to pick the others up too. You have to be the person who's going to say, I am not going to go alone. And if you're struggling too, I will stand with you. I will walk with you in your struggles. I hate hearing this. I hear this all the time. Well, I don't think I can be her friend anymore because she's toxic. Yes, I believe sometimes it's very wise to distance yourself from toxic relationships. But what are you saying to Jesus when you say that? You're freaking toxic too. I am too. Jesus died for my sins just as much as they did Zach's moon sins. <laughs> Maybe he's toxic, I don't know. But that doesn't mean Jesus loves him any less. To say, look, I'm going to leave you because you're toxic so I can run by myself. Does that create the community you want to be a part of? Is that the group of people that you want to have around you? If you're showing that example, are you going to be the person that stops and say, let me hold your hand too? Trust me, it is worth it to have clear boundaries. If someone is struggling, you are not their savior. If somebody, let me just, side note, okay, because I hear this every once in a while. If somebody ever says to you, ever says to you something like, if you leave my life, I will kill myself. That's the biggest junk in the world, and that person is so wrong. And you should say to that person, no longer can we be best friends. I'm going to hold your hand as much as I can, and I'm going to drive with you, and I'm going to try to be next to you, and I'm going to pray with you, and I'm going to try as much as I can. But we have to have boundaries now. Because as soon as somebody says that, they're manipulating you and they're trying to pull you down with them. It is so unfair. If you have a friend that says that, if you have a friend that says that, I, I, you, I really don't think you can handle it alone. I think you should bring in an adult and say, what do I do now? Because it is so unfair. At the same time, it would be unfair of you to completely disconnect. Maybe there is boundaries. Maybe we say, hey, you know, we can totally hang out, but can we only hang out in groups? Can we only hang out at, at church? Or, or can we, if we hang out, can we, you know, maybe we have to cut it off at a time. We have kind of a curfew. That's friendship. That's pulling somebody up. That's saying, let's walk together. That is not allowing somebody to dig a hole and pull you into it. Some people just want to see everybody else hurt. I do not think that's what Jesus asks of us. I do think Jesus says, hold on to their hand and let's walk together. Last two weeks, <clears throat> we talked about don't look back, we get off track. Don't, get back, don't look back, we'll get off track. Now, we shouldn't look back to our past lives, but instead say, <clears throat> I want to look forward towards Jesus. And then we talked about when, when we fall, not if, when we fall, listen for his call. When we fall, listen for his call. We're all going to fall and listen to what Jesus wants us to do on our next step. Tonight, there's two things I want to remember. First, community 
is key. Community is key. And second, circles are better than rows. Circles are better than rows. Community is key. Circles are better than rows. Um, I was going to read this Bible story, but honestly, I'm just out of time, and maybe that's because we started late, or maybe that's because my own soul is repairing itself, but in Acts 2, I'll just tell you the brief, and then we'll go through it on Wednesday. Acts chapter 2, the most beautiful picture of what community and church is. It starts at verse 42, it goes 42, it goes through verse 50. It's wonderful. It talks about, and now remember, in Acts 2, in that time period, if you were Christian, they were allowed to arrest, arrest you and throw you in jail. Not only, not only that, but they were allowed to whip you until death in some situations. And so what happens is a lot of people say, oh, this is not worth it. I'm leaving the faith. But some people dive in and say, I can do this. I can't do this alone. I can do this with community, Acts 42. And it says, for they lived in community and shared everything they had. They gave up what they cared about and cared more about their community. There's just a few things I understand in this world, and one of them is the importance of community. Community is so key. It's so important. We're all missing it. We all beg for it. We all desire community. We want people around us, when I fall, I can pick, be picked up. We want people around us that know when they fall, I can pick them up. Look, I'm grabbing your hand. I can pick them up and say, you're coming with me. I don't care if it's going to hurt. Hi, Maori. <laughs> community is key. It's so important. That's why we say circles are better than rows. What that means is, hey, I love that we're at Garage on Sunday night. But Wednesdays are actually more important. Because that's where you get into a small group. That's where you build relationships. Don't give me the excuse of, I have no friends. I understand if you feel that way. I do, because I felt that way. I still do sometimes. It is certainly not the fault of the hundred people in this room. As soon as you come to church and say, but no one likes me here and I have no friends, you are blaming a hundred of my friends. Because I've seen it. You guys just love each other. It's beautiful. I think there's a reason that garage still works. I think there's a reason that this specific group keeps growing. If you look at our, and it's so silly, I hate that we have to do it, but if you look at our growth percentage, it's off the charts compared to the other churches I know. And it's not because of what I do. You know, I'm a big dumb dummy, and you know, Maria's talented, but she's only this big. What else she can do? But what is happening is community. Community is what's beautiful. So much so that you guys know my friend Timbo. You know, he only has three toes, Timbo three-toe. Timbo, he moved here. He worked with us for a year, and then he moved away. Six months later, he calls me and goes, Maddie and I miss community. We're moving back. He moved to a place to find a job, to find a house and start a life, but he missed the community here. He moved back to be a part of the community. Same thing happened with my friend Ryan Thisaway. Ryan Thisaway was a leader here for years. He moved to Ohio where his family is. For two years after one year, he called and said, Kelsey and I miss the community. We're moving back. I only say that because this is a beautiful community you get to be a part of. 
And yes, just like a family, sometimes we fight. Yes, just like a family, sometimes I feel like I'm sent to my room. Yes, just like a family, sometimes I don't agree or get along with everybody. But what I do know is if you call Garage home, you're a part of my family. And if you're a part of my family, I'm going to love you till the day you die. I don't care if you do something stupid. I have a lot of great friends who have been through this and do some stupid things. But we have a community here. And community is key. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in this community that when you fall, somebody pulls you up and says, we're not done yet. Can you imagine being that person and saying, I know that they're struggling. I know that they stopped going to church. I know that they're on a different path. I'm not done with you yet. Because you're in my community. Community is what makes the difference. If you look at the early churches, it had nothing to focus on. They didn't have Hillsong worship songs. You know, they couldn't mosh pit. <laughs> That'd be funny, Jesus getting in a mosh pit. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, they didn't have funny little games, but what they did have was community. A community of people that all they say is we're here for each other. We love Jesus. We love each other. Nothing else matters. Community is key. That's what we care about. So the band comes up. I'm just going to end with these last couple questions, okay? <clears throat> have you, I'm sure you have, have you ever felt alone? Have you ever been in a season, and, and maybe it's right now, and maybe it's, I felt it too. I know I'm yelling at you, and I'm only yelling at you because it's something I'm passionate about. Maybe you're sitting next to six-year friends right now, but still inside you're like, I feel so alone. Like nobody cares. Nobody likes me. If I wasn't here, no one would notice. Can I say first and foremost, can I say first and foremost that we try, and when I say we, I mean myself and the, and the wonderful leaders here, we try really hard to notice. We try really hard to check in. But it's not easy. There's a lot of you. There's a lot of moving pieces. And it, and it seems like sometimes if we text you and say, hey, where are you tonight? You kind of feel annoyed, and I get it. But let me just say this. When you feel alone, embrace that thought and say, it is a lie. If you are a part of Garage, or if you want to be a part of Garage, you are loved and prayed for. And you are accepted here just as you are. As soon as you say, hey, this is my crew, this is my tribe, these are my people, yes. Because we believe community is key. Now remember that alone feeling because the second question I have is not about you. It's about everybody around you. There was a study done by Barna, and it's funny because they're redoing it now. It's not funny, it's sad. They're redoing it now and they think COVID drastically changed the numbers. But five years ago, there was a study done by Barna and they studied these high school students all across the country. 62% said they were alone. Said so they go to schools of 1,000 people, they go to schools of 100 people, doesn't matter, they felt alone. The reality is probably most, maybe 62% of the students in your school feel alone all the time. 
They feel like they got no one who has their back. They don't have a team who's going to pull them and say, guess what? You're coming with me. I've been doing this for, to Maria for years, so she knows. <laughs> You're coming with me. I believe it is our responsibility to at least give those wonderful students an opportunity to say, you know what? Do you want to just try it? We got this thing called liftoff coming up. It's a super easy way to get started. Do you want to just try it? And maybe, maybe you're the reason somebody finally feels accepted. Maybe you're the reason somebody goes to heaven. Maybe you're the reason. <laughs> Makes me think of Zach. Maybe you're the reason that if something tragic happens, that person doesn't spend eternity in hell, but instead they get a party with Jesus until their millionth birthday and beyond. Can you, will you take the risk and just say, look, I know this is weird, but I go to this church thing on Sunday nights and this Sunday we got this thing coming up. You want to come with me? And I'll bet you, bet you people are more interested than you think. They'll even resist. Nah, I'm busy. I gotta feed my dog. Did you know that's what people who are alone do? When people are alone, I just read this book. It's so crazy. When people who are alone eventually feel depressed, they start making excuses for anything social, right? You probably have done this yourself. I have too. Oh, I'm so busy. I can't come to the birthday party because my car doesn't have gas gas station a mile away maybe it's because they're alone and maybe you should push harder and I, I just feel like I need to say this more I don't give a rip if they come to crossroads right I do care if everybody knows Jesus there's a great church down the road called Southeast you can invite them there too or, or you know there's 12 in the area the point is this and we'll jump into worship point is community is key and I want to personally thank you guys and maybe you're on YouTube or maybe you're listening to the podcast even I want to thank you guys for being a part of my community I want to thank you guys for being able to walk through life some of you I'm just getting to know and it's been exciting to get to know you some of you I've known for six or seven years thank you thank you for being a part of my community and I'm honored to be a part of yours and let's agree in this room together that we will be, we will be like that, those six men in the Special Olympics who when someone falls, I say, we're not done yet. I'm not giving up on you. Let's pray and we'll jump into worship.